Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Goodbye, University. Welcome, everyone. This is Jeanette Ma, the Good Vibe Coach. And today we're hosting one of the, I, these are one of the new calls I've set up for 2015 in service to the year of the manifester at Good Vibe University, I wanted to invite some LOA experts for us to, to let, let, the, let us pick their brains. <laughs> That's really what I'm looking to do here in these interview series. Last month, last month we talked with Pam Grout, and today we get the pleasure of Dr. Drew on the line. How are you, Drew? I'm excellent, and again, thanks for having me, Jeanette. Yeah, so I really wanted to get my hands on you as before you even published it. When I think you made a Facebook comment where you mentioned you were getting ready to publish a book, a new book, and I was really excited to hear that. And then when I heard it was Let It Go was your title, I knew I wanted my hands on that as soon as it was available because I personally think this is one of the most important and least addressed subjects when it comes to manifesting skills. So I was delighted to see you devoting an entire book to it. Oh, cool. It was just um, having studied Law of Attraction for a long time. There's lots of different – there's so much information that we get, and there's so many different ways to kind of go at it because everybody wants to really live into the practice of Law of Attraction in a really conscious way, right? But there's – there's so many different ways to do that and so many different things to think about and so many different potential practices or uh, procedures or things that you can do. And I'm one that's always interested in the most efficient path, the easiest path. That's what led me to law of attraction in the first place, right? Right on. Um, but in going into that, I wanted to – I was just asking myself because I have – so much law of attraction material and so many great lines and quotes or things to focus on. And so my intention probably a couple of years ago now was, all right, I just want the one thing to focus on. What's the one thing to focus on? And then I was doing one of my retreats, one of my live retreats, and I was coaching somebody. And it just out of my mouth came, the, the key to having what you really want is simply dropping your resistance now, anybody who studied attraction, that's not going to rock your world in terms of something that you haven't heard before. But to me, I just remember sort of getting that tingle up my spine and saying, make a note of this, Drew, because this is this is the, the simplest entry point, at least for me, that was really worth exploring in terms of, well, collecting ideas and writing a book about. So I'll take a breath there. I I 100% agree, and I cannot wait to explore this topic in depth with you today. I have a couple of other things I want to ask you about, but before we do, um, let's do this. Let's do a quick introduction of you for those who may not be familiar with your work, including a URL to where they can pick up that book. You, you're selling it on your site, VeryCoolLife.com, right, Drew? 
Uh, yeah, but you probably um, going to DrewRoselle.com, and that's D-R-E-W, Drew, and my last name is Roselle, R-O-Z-E-L-L. And you can okay. get it there. You can get it on Amazon. It's soft cover or Kindle yeah. or any e-version that you want to do. Loved it, loved it, loved it, that I could hold it in my hands. I'm not a Kindle reader, so I was really delighted that it's uh, a lot I of people. Like, yeah, it's just been interesting. Most people buy electronic books these days. It, that's been my experience, but a lot of people have bought this one. Yeah, I don't have any copy. digital. All my books are digital. I don't have any hard copy, and I get the request fairly often, where can I pick up a hard copy? I'm like, yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> I get it that you want one, but I don't have one. Um, okay, so, Drew, you are you are an award-winning, from LOA leaders, you were best, voted best LOA coach two years in a row. <laughs> when. All right. Um, yeah, I know. That was uh I I I did meet there were some people I whose work I wasn't familiar with in the LOA leaders um site, but yours I have been familiar with for a while and I know other coaches who absolutely rave about the work they've done with you personally. I have not had that pleasure yet myself. But for those who who this may be their first introduction to you, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself? I'll just give you the quick overview, right? Um so I've been in the – my background is in psychology, and that's where my doctorate is, uh, in social psychology uh, from Syracuse University. But I only mention that because it's it's really kind of irrelevant. I started in that field um, looking for the answers that law of attraction and that study is really – brought into my life. So the study of attraction that I got into that, I got into coaching um after grad school. So I've been coaching now for twenty years. It's that's wow. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Um and in the becoming a coach and doing all that around the year two thousand, that's when I got introduced to law of attraction, specifically Abraham. And I was like, oh this is this is what I've been looking for in all these other places but um what was your first introduction to Abraham Drew and and how did you run across the material did someone put it in front of um, you or was it the, yeah, well, the, 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 the interesting thing was i was writing a lot of stuff about attraction without knowing any of the you know the formal teachings of it wow. so I had a newsletter that I would put out, which I still put out. It's called the Drew's Letter, and you can get that for free at my website. But So my readers were a couple of my readers one week. Um, two of my readers and my sister all all sent me in the week saying, hey, have you heard this stuff of Abraham? And I, you know, so when I got three things of it, I said, well, no, I haven't. Let me check it out because my work was paralleling this this material without my awareness of it and i remember getting a cassette i, I you know this, that's where it was it was before the cds even it was some cassette <laughs> that abraham was putting out and um, then for years i really got deep into that material read all the books and you know went to some workshops and and um, listened to all the cds and one of my intentions after a while i was like you know boy i want to get my questions answered and and I want to be able to do this and as I mentioned in the beginning of the book another influence of mine is Frank Butterfield from Communion of Light and I've worked with Frank and and 
And actually, through that work, um, I've been doing uh, Law of Attraction channeling myself. So I have a group on my website. Um, it's Law of Attraction Life, LOA Life. And it's like, because I see Law of Attraction as it's not this thing that you learn. It's mm-hmm. not this thing. It's not this thing that you apply um, because you're applying it whether you want to or not. It's um, For me, it's just, I look at it as a lifestyle. It's an approach to life. It's a, it's a philosophy. It's, um, it's the most practical thing that I bring to my life every day. And so I have a group of people, as you do, like a like-minded group of people that all mm-hmm. want to be remembering this stuff. That's the way mm-hmm. I put it. We all know it, but it's just kind of remembering it. And I get the pleasure of, um, coaching people, sort of Abraham style, um, but while the information is very similar, the the, the vibration of Abraham and, and me are, are pretty different. You know, just, uh-huh. yeah. Well, that's well cool. if it was all music, if it was all music, I would say Abraham's kind of adult contemporary, which is great and nice, and, <laughs> and a lot of people like, and then I'm more... You know, rock music. I, I was going to say rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm more rock and roll than that. So anyway, um, so that's what that. I've been doing. That's where my coaching has evolved. That's where my interests are. And I've written a couple books. The first one's a very cool life code, and this one is Let It Go. Manifest what you really want by giving up and allowing. And, mm. uh, the you know, if I was smart, I would probably would have put Law of Attraction in the title of both those books because that's <laughs> well, what they that's what they yeah. really are. You know, that's and and I kind of like that you didn't because I think some people get automatically turned off to anything that has anything to do with the secret, you know, anything that has Law of Attraction in it. So some people <clears> could very well find their way to this, especially, like you said, this isn't necessarily that we're learning anything new. We're just remembering an old truth and... I think this piece, in fact, I, I believe Abraham says the same thing. Of their three steps, ask, it is given, and then you let it in. It's that third one, the allowing piece, that's the trickiest one for most people. Because most of us have, we've nailed desire. <laughs> like, that's a pretty easy one. Right. When we understand that it isn't our job to make it happen, all it is for us to do is to let it in. And I think even savvy creators sometimes make that harder work than is helpful. So the message of, Relax and allow, let it go. I think it's a much needed one. And some people will include it in their formula, but it's it seems like a lot of people bypass that because they want to know, okay, what's the secret thing that I should be doing? When really the secret thing is don't try so hard, if you ask me anyway. Right. So, you know, don't try so hard. Um, what this The feedback that I've gotten on the book so far is – that, yay, people like it, but it's also a bit meatier, and that's what I do try and provide people. It's a bit meatier than you might expect from a title like Let It Go, um, <laughs> because it's not – you can think of Let It Go, one way of – one thing that that conjures up is, oh, just let that go, right? Just let that – just let it go, and, and everything will be fine. Just drop that, leave it behind, and – that's one of those things that sounds good, but it's rarely ever really applied. Agreed. And, 
so what this book is really about, if I were to kind of break it down for people, the word that comes into mind would be it's a willingness. And the willingness would be, mm-hmm. you know, in the back mm-hmm. cover, I kind of illustrate this in different ways. And, and again, you've heard this before, but if you, if you want to be wealthy, you have to be willing to be poor. And if you, let me turn off this timer, if you, you know, if you want that lover, you have to be willing to be alone. If you want uh, a fantastic body, you have to be willing to be out of shape. That's the letting it go. That's, you're dropping your resistance to something that you necessarily don't want. Yeah. You're being vulnerable in a way where you're no longer protecting yourself from your desires. That's and I remember, really... oh, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say the vulnerability that you mentioned was one of the things that stood out most for me when I went through your book because I think that it's challenging for people to marry up um, this the concept of, okay, so like if, if someone comes to conscious creation with the intention to create what they want, and one of the ways to do that is to let it go. For a lot of people, that feels at odds. And when I've when I've coached people to that, what they, sometimes what they hear is I'm asking them to let go of the desire, and it isn't necessarily that. It's it's not that I'm saying you can't have it, but it's that by not having to have it that you allow it to be. It's by not needing it, right? By releasing the attachment and the need that so many have woven into their desires, especially if they've been holding it for a long time or they have some beliefs around how hard it is to get that vulnerability is not part of what they are used to playing with. No, no, not at all. And that, that is the the needing it part or the, it's, you know, it's all vibrational. That's what the book is about is look at the vibration underneath your desire. And if you need it, well, that's going to push it away. If you're really afraid that it's never going to show up, well, that's going to move it away from you as well. And it's really, if you can get in that place where you let it go, where you actually give up, where you actually are no longer hovering over it like a, you know, like a a mother hen over an egg hoping it hatches. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what letting it go really means. And Mm -hmm. if you can be willing, really willing, and this is the, the point that I kind of make over and over, if you can be willing not to have your desire, you open yourself up to having it. And to do that, it doesn't mean that you like that idea. It doesn't mean that you like the idea of not having something that you want. But it requires you to get to the place where you're okay with it, which means mm-hmm. you're no longer fighting against right. not having it. You because that's really... That's really the biggest thing that keeps anybody, most people, from mm-hmm. manifesting what it is that they really want. I could not agree more. Okay, so for someone who these ideas are resonating with, do you have some tips for how to how to practice it? I'm laughing because we had a call last week where um, one of our members is very successful in the industry of sales. And someone asked her how how what her process was and i can't remember what her answer was but i said something like okay so how how do you get 
I said, how do you drop attachment to making a sale? Because I know attachment spoils a lot of parties for a lot of people in manifesting what they want. So I asked her, how do you drop attachment for making the sale? And her answer was, oh, well, you can't do that. <laughs> no, she, meaning you can't have attachment. But she she didn't articulate um, how to release it. Like like what her, I don't know if it's just supernatural for her, uh, but can you give us some insight or some tips on how to let go? Well, usually it's a bit, what you're really, of all the things that's in the way, what you're really letting go of, of any particular manifestation, whether that would be, you know, the, the money or the the sale or the lover, there's really a thought that's usually, the only, what it boils down to is there's some thought in the way that you don't want to think. Mm. Mm. And as long as you're resisting that thought and thinking mm. that thought, that's that's where all the resistance is built in. Hmm. So if someone were in a position where they wanted to make a lot of sales about something, well, that's that's easy to imagine. It's usually that's the easier part to imagine the sales being made, and and uh, I'm assuming people can imagine that number in their bank account in mm-hmm. terms of what they want or whatever would feel good to them. But on the other end of that. If there's some sense of, well, you know, I don't want to put this email out there because I don't want to seem pushy, or what if somebody gets this and they don't like it, or what if I get an email back from somebody that says, you know, stop spamming me, or something like that, you know, some thought, or what if none of this works? Mm-hmm. And that you, because those thoughts are actually present, you're actually having those thoughts, but what we try and do is shove them in a closet and pretend that they don't exist. Because we're smart creators who have been taught that thoughts manifest, right. so don't entertain any negative right. ones. Yep. Because these are negative thoughts. And the, the, the point here and the point of this book is they're really, in law of attraction, I always say that that's, that, that's overdone. That's overdone to the point that it screws people up. This mm. fear of negative thinking. Because mm-hmm. there aren't really there, there you can get into habits of thought, but a thought it, itself is not really negative or positive. Mm-hmm. It's like clouds in the sky. It's not like mm-hmm. oh, there's a good cloud and that one's bad <laughs> because that one's got rain in it. Well, every every cloud serves a purpose, and every thought that you have serves a purpose too. And so every thought that you have wants to be sunk. And so even the thoughts that you have that you don't like, the ones that you're trying to avoid and shove in the closet, well, vibrationally, they're still activated, whether you throw them in the closet or not. So my approach is open that closet, look at the thought, think it fully, and let it move through you. Let that thought evolve away from you because that's what it wants to do. It's the same with our feelings, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's 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 exactly. The, those feelings are just a collection of thoughts, really, gotcha. organized gotcha. around a subject. And so, one of the things that I talk about, one of my favorites, that um, kind of got edited quite a bit in the book, and for good reason. But it was <laughs> one of the stories 
that I go to is free yourself in terms of your thoughts around other people. Let go in that way. Because, yeah, conscious creators, we're all supposed to be nice and we're supposed to like everybody and you're, no. And I would say bullshit. You're not supposed to like everybody. No one said that. You have, you feel the way that you feel and you want to let these thoughts and these feelings move through you. And so, one of the examples, one of the chapters of the book was about um, expressing my, allowing myself to really not like somebody. Because in our culture, we're taught that that's not very polite, and you're mm-hmm. supposed to like everybody and find the good. And no, no, you don't have to do that. You're not going to like everything that you come across in this life, especially with people. And this was an incident where I was really upset with somebody, but I wouldn't let myself be upset because it wasn't very nice. And the and in conscious creator training, it's not the kind of thing we want to attract. Like I I agree with you that there is a lot right. of prejudice towards being positive, and in that process, it's easy to see how resistance to anything that we would interpret it as negative, it's just going to grow because what we resist persists, right? Right. It's smiley face positive, right? Mm-hmm. It's that smiley face mm-hmm. sticker. Oh, I shouldn't, it's, it's, I shouldn't have this thought. I shouldn't feel this way. And so this was actually someone who was working for me at the time and, and really did something that wasn't very nice to me in my experience. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly I created blah, blah, blah. But the, 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 point, the point being was, well, here's what I noticed, right? I was, I was upset and I was not letting myself be upset mm-hmm. in the way that I wanted, not to think these thoughts. And so I would think about it before I went to bed. And then I'd wake up and there was that thought again about how angry I am. Oh, I shouldn't be angry. I'm angry. I shouldn't be angry. I'm angry. I shouldn't be angry. And then along the line, you notice that you're creating more and more situations that look like this. I'm angry and I shouldn't mm-hmm. be angry. I'm angry and I shouldn't be angry. So what I finally did, what I find the letting go, the letting go was letting my thought go about this person and playing out what I really wanted to do to her, which was not nice. I wanted to throw her down the fucking stairs. <laughs> That's not a very nice thought. That's not, not a very quote unquote. It's not a quote unquote very spiritual thought. No, that's why it's making me laugh so much to hear you say it out loud. <laughs> well, did I did I really want to do this in real life? No, right. I didn't really want to do it in real right. life. But that's where my thought wanted to go, and so when I, I allowed you. my when I allowed okay. myself to think that thought, guess what I felt? I felt the relief. Relief. Oh. I get it. Uh, The thought, uh, the relief, that's where it wanted to go. mm. It wasn't nice. It's not socially acceptable. It's not spiritual. But that's where my thought wanted to go. Once it went there, I felt the relief. Once it went there, my relationship changed. She actually went away, this person. (laughs) It was fantastic. And the next cool (laughs) thing came in. But And then I started to sleep. And then I started, so. I got you. That's what I mean when when hopefully what I offer in this book is something that is a bit counterintuitive and hopefully sheds a brighter light on some of the nuances and subtleties 
of law of attraction and mm-hmm. where I think people step over a lot of stuff and go, yeah, but I'm doing everything right. Why isn't this working mm-hmm. for me? I agree. And I it, think what you've done with this is you've you've broken one of the biggest myths that um, that some conscious creators embrace, which is, you know, that we're supposed to be in a state of love and light 24-7 or as much as we can. If we haven't gotten there, then we still have work to do. Um, hey, I've got a question from Sonia in chat room. She asked before when you were talking about how a thought is very often in the way, a thought we're unwilling to think sometimes stands in the way of what we want. Her question is, how do you know what that thought is? Do you have any tips for helping someone identify that, Drew? Well, it'll stick with you. It's the There's a thought that, like, you'll be, just notice what you're stuck on. Mm. Just notice what you're stuck on in terms of, and that can be in terms of a desire that's not manifesting, right? Underneath any desire that you have that's not manifesting, there's simply a thought that you haven't been willing to think yet. And we could go to the, the simple example that everybody likes, you know, one of money. Well, what's the thought around money that, that you're not willing to think? Are you willing not to have it? Are you really willing not to have it? And what would that look like? That you actually, this is the part, again, where people think, oh, I can't do that because then I'd be consciously creating a life I without know. money. That is exactly well, the, mo- the most resistance I get from people when I, when I invite them to be willing to not have it is they're nervous that that's what they're going to create. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> not, right. It doesn't work that way. And here's the thing is that thought is already active within you. Yeah. And so all you're doing is, is sweeping it under the rug somewhere and going, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, no, I don't, I never think that thought, I never think that thought. But that thought, again, we live in a vibrational universe, that thought is already activated. And so if, if the simple thing is if your desire is not showing up, then you know that you're the only thing in the way. And the only thing in your way, and the whole key to the book, right, is that you have some resistance somewhere that you want to drop. And it's it's resistant, it's a resistance to thinking a thought that you probably don't particularly like. And so if it is about money, an example that I've worked with with clients lots of the time, and... <clears throat> You know, what I noticed for, I can think of women, like, they're afraid that they'll be on the streets. If you really drill down. Okay, so picture yourself on that street. Picture the cold. Picture, play that out. Let that thought evolve. And can you get to the place where it's not that you like it? Because certainly it's probably not your desire. That's not what you want. But are you willing, are you willing for that to be the case? And when you get to the point where you can connect to a thought where you go, yeah, you know, it probably would suck in lots of ways, but I'd be okay and I could probably survive and and who knows, it might be like this and there would be freedom. Hey, I wouldn't have to get up at any set time, what, whatever. Whatever thought that you connect to from that place, that's exactly what will happen, by the way, is when you – 
in essence, sort of hit rock bottom of your thought, you will feel the relief of that because it has been expressed. You set it free. And then immediately, I'll use some Abraham language here, your cork starts to rise after that because now you're willing. Um, I, I love how you articulated that. Thanks. In chat room, Sonia says, I have a hard time figuring out. Abe says not to face reality, not to tell it like it is and keep talking about the reality we want to create. So she's, um, and I've heard that message from Abraham too. How do you reconcile that personally, Drew? In terms of, well, you don't want to get in the pattern of, of, look, everything that I'm talking about here, by the way, these exercises, if you will, when you sit down and do them, they take about two minutes. It's very, very fast. It's not let's focus on this like, you know, like a wood burner and, and try and get through this piece of wood in something that you're focusing on and taking a half hour, an hour out of your day. It's very, very quick when you actually do it. So you're not in this place where you're consciously focusing your attention and thinking about what you don't want for very long. That's what Abraham's really talking about. Is if you're in the pattern of every day saying, you know, I don't have enough, I don't have enough, I don't have enough. Well, certainly that's just telling you where you're spending your time vibrationally, and that will determine what you create. But here what you're doing is really going in and just making a quick, clean sweep. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> So it's really a matter of focus. Like all these things, you can't, again, it's a vibrational universe. So you can't, you can say, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I'm rich. I'm telling it like it is. I'm telling it like it is. But if you don't believe that, it doesn't matter what you say. The words don't matter. Mm -hmm. The smiley face doesn't matter. You're not... You're not fooling yourself, because that's what the universe really is, is you. You're not fooling yourself. So unless you are actually feeling aligned with your desire, unless you're in the place of totally expecting it and knowing that it's on its way, then you're going to want to look <laughs> and see um, well, what thought is it that I'm holding on to that I probably and resistant to thinking. Well said. Thanks for elaborating on that. There's a, a lot of, there's a lot of resonance in chat room with um, your suggestion. This only has to, this is a matter of minutes. This isn't like something that's a long exercise we've got to commit to every day for a month or anything like that. Um, Drew, you're reminding me of, in fact, I still have this on my board. When I was in corporate world, one of my favorite quotes that I kept on my board was, a man will never grow rich until he is willing to be poor without feeling deprived. I don't know who said that or where I got that from, but I really, I, that feels like the essence of what we're doing here. We're not saying you have to be poor. It's just that resisting it is what is keeping you from getting where you want to be. So that willingness, that vulnerability, really like that. Um, Okay, if you're, I'll, I'll I, say it this way real quickly. Yeah. If you're trying to get more money so that you won't be poor, that will never work. So that's 
feels profound to me. I hope everyone else hears that as well. So let's see. I had another question I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah, I wanted to know about your personal process for getting what you want, for whether it's building your business or attracting clients or whatever it is that you are creating. What does your personal process look like? I asked this to Pam Grout last month, and she she did. She said, I don't really have one. <laughs> then she wrote a newsletter about how someone asked me what my personal process is. I don't really have one. Um, but do, do you have one? No. <laughs> well, part of the reason part of the reason I got into channeling the way that and and wanting to do that was while well, I wanted that direct access for myself and I wanted to share that with other people because that's really fun to do, but one of the I love Abraham, but one of the places where I started to get a bit weary was all the processes. Mm. And I understand I understand why that's the case, but it was always – I understand what they're offering, but I also – I'm, again, always interested in the simplicity. I got you. I want things to be simple, simple, simple. And so if you keep putting new processes in front of me, I'm probably going to want to do them and try them and and – and, and there's still that part of me that wants to do it right. So let me do this process and see how it works. And let me do this process and see how it works. When I just got to the point where I said, I'm really kind of tired of processes. And okay. I just want what I want now. <laughs> I want it now. I don't want to have to. Uh, and, again, I understand that Abraham isn't offering the processes as a step-by-step, but it's just kind of easy to, to take it that way. But if I do this, then I'll get that. And I just was ready to move away from that. And um, so I don't have a process. My process is to notice what feels better to me, mm-hmm. to notice what feels better to me, to notice what feels better to me, and then <laughs> and then to that. follow that. I'm writing it so down. I know you said it's not a thing, but I'm writing it down. Notice what feels <laughs> better. Follow that. You know, that's, well, that that's, feels... That's, that's all that this ever is. That's all mm-hmm. that law of attraction mm-hmm. ever is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. There's, You can get so much information that you're trying to apply this and let me apply this mm-hmm. and I just learned these three mm-hmm. steps and let me do that and let me... And, again, all great stuff, but... The more steps I get, the less I tend to really apply anything. Well, and what I noticed was that people come from muggle worlds, for lack of a better term, where they're trying to make it happen through action. They get lit up about law of attraction. And what they've done is they've just translated their old action habits of, you know, trying to make it happen with manifesting habits, you know, with with processes that they learn from all the different teachers but it's still a lot of effort to make something happen because that is so we are so habituated to that which is right. again why I love a book devoted to letting it go um Drew I had one other question before I open up for others to ask I wanted to ask you oh great now I've forgotten it oh I was this wasn't my question but I was thinking you know Abraham's message if very often I hear it I hear them say something like look we only have one answer to every question, and that is to get happy. 
I was thinking about how uh, I think a lot of people just aren't willing to believe that it's really that simple. And I myself sometimes get really excited and inspired about identifying, you know, what it is that I want to create and having a vibrational management plan to come into alignment with that. But when I think back on some of my best manifestations, all that all that was behind it was I was loving my life. I, I'm thinking in particular of I lived in a house that I loved so much. I mean, anyone who knew me knew how much I loved my house. I loved it so much I, I expected to die in that house. I hoped to. It was a fabulous neighborhood. It was wonderful neighbors. The house was completely perfect for me. I loved it so thoroughly that I never wanted to leave. I didn't have resistance. <laughs> well, maybe I did for a while. But I was dating a guy, and eventually we moved in. We bought a house together, and now I love this house even more than I love my other house, which I didn't think possible. I didn't think it was possible that it could get any better than it was for me, and it did. And I think that's that process in action. It's just loving something so much it can't help but get better. So when Abraham says, just get happy, I understand how well that can work. But I also know that there are some things where money has been one for me, where I feel like I was at a set point for a while, and it, that money, it wasn't, it wasn't moving itself. Maybe it's because I, maybe I had some resistance around there. Um, but let me open up to questions from those who are either dialed in or in chat room and see what they would like to pick your brain about. Anyone got anything they want to run by, Drew, while you've got a chance? What's that? Is there anything I want to run by? I was, uh, I've got, uh, guest 10 is, guest 10 is not connected to ask a question. Go ahead and type it in, guest 10, and I will relay it to Drew. I've missed a lot of conversation in chat room, so if someone's already typed a question and I haven't seen it, go ahead and type it in again. Uh, Drew, I do have another one for you. That is, I'd be curious to know if what would be your single best tip for someone who's having trouble manifesting their big thing, whatever that might be. What, if you were to just pass along one tip, what would it be? Well, I won't be able to give you what I would call a tip, but whatever that big thing is, I'd say you really have to imagine it. And, okay, yeah, I've heard that before. But what that means is you have to you have to really imagine it, meaning make it grounded in your reality. So I remember talking to someone about um, a lover, right, and that wanting a lover. And, okay, it's easy to, to picture, uh, in this case, this man and get all the great things from, um, you know, the warmth in the bed and the, the sex and the, all the, the great stuff that they wanted in that case. Well, you also have to imagine his body odor at some point. <laughs> and you also have to imagine the toilet seat lid probably being up and a bit of a, and maybe some messy clothes somewhere. Meaning, make your desire grounded and real rather than some pie-in-the-sky fairy tale version of it. And that's what I find that most people really don't do. Mm -hmm. You need to feel your way. You need to feel your way there first 
Um, and in doing so, though, one of the things that you probably have to let go of is some romanticized version of your desire and make it really, 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 really practical. So if you wanted, uh, if you wanted a pile of money, well, how do you want that money? Do you want it as a pile of cash on your table? And what are you going to do with it? Or do you want it more practically? You're probably going to want that in a bank account. Well, what kind of bank account is that going to be? Where's that bank account going to be? How are you going to experience, how are you going to interface with that money? Was it going to be on a screen somewhere? What's that going to look like? That's the the tip that I would get to is make this real. Hmm. I'm I'm so curious to hear you say that, Drew, because I've sometimes judged myself. Like when I'll do scripting with someone and I'm talking about my wonderful thing has manifested, I often hear myself talking about the little hiccups around it. Like, uh, yeah, got to get a handle on a new investment manager because the last one. Like I kind of have – I've kind of woven in some complaints around the big dream, and I've I've noticed that about myself enough times that I wonder what Jeanette, you really just aren't willing to let something be perfect. But the truth is, it makes it more realistic for me to recognize that you know when this manifests, it's not that you know all of a sudden you never have another bit of contrast again. The contrast just changes, and to to be connecting with that was a way that made it feel real. Well, but I. I was just writing up, um, you know, for my LOA life group, I was just playing around with a revised manifesto for the group, you know, in terms of, and one of the things that I wrote here is, um, you'll never be totally satisfied as long as you're here. Mm. And I think the one of the projections that's put around the law of attraction lifestyle is it's, Happy, happy, happy. Like even when before you were saying that Abraham get happy, right? Well, again, that's where the collective yeah. consciousness that Abraham's tuning into, the station that they're tuning into is one of joy, okay? So it's mm-hmm. a bit happy, happy. The collective consciousness that I tune into and my guys are called, just called the dead guys, um, <laughs> the collective consciousness that I tune into, the vibration is a freedom, Okay, so they're different vibrations. They're both very cool things, but they're different vibrations. And because freedom is really the basis of of why we're here in terms of being conscious creators, but the freedom part doesn't have that to me. And that's certainly the way my life is oriented. While I why I connect to these sorts of guides and that sort of vibration is that. To get to the place where you realize you're never going to be totally satisfied. That's not the goal here. The goal is to create, enjoy it, and then guess what? You want something else. Mm-hmm. Create, enjoy it, and guess You want something else. And so, yeah, you've created that money and you've got the money manager. Well, guess what? It's not just going to sit there and be, be, be perfect and great. You're going to have new desires born out of that thing that you're going to want to interact with different people. And and certainly you don't have to imagine all of these things. But to sort of reset the notion that the purpose of this lifestyle is not that one day everything's perfect, because that's kind of a bullshit notion that that leads people to a lot of dissatisfaction and thoughts of, 
I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing this right. Wow, so true. So, so true. You can definitely tell you've been working with people for 20 years. (laughs) Um, So, all right, along those lines, you remember how Abraham talks about how the sweet spot is something like loving what is and looking forward to what's next? Mm -hmm. That seems to me like it kind of speaks to what you said about how don't think that, you know, we're going to one day get everything that we want and we'll live happily ever after, never experiencing contrast evermore, because contrast is part of the routine. It's not a sign of a failure or your failure as a conscious creator if you're experiencing contrast, but it's what keeps everything getting even better. So it's not something to be resisted, but, but that something is the to thing be... that everybody resists. Yeah, yeah. The exact I... point is that is that and how many times have I heard it you know in my in my coaching is <clears throat> people take contrast you creating and let's just say when you create and manifest something that you don't like they internalize that as the failure and then they beat themselves up for doing it wrong for not figuring this out for not being good enough or whatever it is and that couldn't mm-hmm. be further from the capital T truth as to what's actually going on because Mm -hmm. any experience, anything that you have right now that you really like, anything, everything is a result of some contrasting experience that you had before. Your great house, you know, both of them, but they both came from contrasting experiences in identifying what it is that you didn't like. And then giving birth to the desire of, well, this is what I want now. This is what I want now. This is what I want now. That's why I go back to that line. Is you're never going to be totally satisfied. It's not like you ride the wave of contentment and just go back in the hammock, back and forth, feeling the breeze and the, the sun on you. Because none of that would be as pleasurable if there wasn't a typhoon every once in a while. <laughs> or maybe a storm or some cloud. Maybe it doesn't have to be that bad. But contrast it. is the that's the creative force. And so instead of banishing that and trying to hide that in the closet, which everybody does, is to really use that because that is the only fuel that there is. That's the fuel of creation. Mm-hmm. Well said. That makes good sense to me. Um, Okay, so we've got a question in chat room. I'd love some examples from his own life and how he goes to the letting go first to have the willingness. I hope I'm saying this right. Um, I'd love some examples from his own life and how he goes to the letting go first to have the willingness. Usually people let go as a last resort, and to do it early on is great, like even when his kids are screaming or something silly like that, like a ton of clients canceled, there's pain in your body, etc., does that make sense, Drew? Well, I, I'll just do my best to answer it, and you say if I got it, if I got sure. it wrong. But the the part that I get out, out of that is always the willingness. Is always that's where I come back to when I notice, and you know, there's tons of contrast in my life, like everybody's life, and. Ah, I, I can think of a good, good one. <clears throat> I was driving my son home from school the other day and he's kicking the back of my chair boom 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 yeah the car's in you know and i just feel stop 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 and i feel 
all my resistance and all my anger and all, and I notice how all of that feels. And none of it feels very good. And certainly I've directed that anger towards him and that doesn't feel good. And, and I just, I just remember in this one, it's like, okay, I'm going to be willing for him to kick my chair. I don't like it. And that's not what this is about. It's not about taking a, a teaspoon of saccharin and trying to make something mm-hmm. sweet with a terrible mm-hmm. aftertaste. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I'm willing to be with it. I'm willing to be with it. I'm willing to just turn up the music a little louder <laughs> and focus on that. And then sure enough, that whole that whole scene changes. And I don't think he's kicked my chair since. <laughs> I'm not so I love this example. It really brings it home to talk about it specifically like this. Thanks for the question from chat room. Yeah, that that really brings that point home. And I think that's where some people resist accepting it or being willing to be with it because they're afraid it won't go away if they do. And as long as you have that resistance to it, it's really a hopeless situation, isn't it? Yeah. And I would at least, in terms of my style, I'm going to plug my book here for a second. Um, The whole book, I outline the case for it. And then I go into about 20 specific examples. And so that's what the whole book is. Hopefully they're real-life examples from me and my clients of different ways of letting go that, that again, probably I hope they're not obvious. I hope they make people go, hmm. hmm. I use the example. I'll just tell this story. Uh, in the intro, I talk about, and I just had this example show up again in my life of people who are, um, a a good one was people trying to get, people, women, trying to get pregnant. Mm. And they got to get pregnant, and they got to get pregnant, and they got to get pregnant, and they got to do everything, and they got to, in some cases, spend $50,000 getting various procedures twice and got to get pregnant because the thought that they don't want is the idea of not Mm -hmm. having their own kid. Can't have that thought because that's, you know, failure, that's that's whatever whatever that is. And then when people, <clears throat> in the example of this couple that, that I wrote about, when they finally exhausted themselves, and that's, that's the giving up point, and have, just look in your own life, when you finally give up, <laughs> because I use this word, because you're too fucking exhausted to keep, to keep banging your head against the wall, that's when you let your desire in. Because you've given up. And in this, in this case, when they finally gave up <clears throat> pushing and trying to make this thing happen and actually exhausted their financial resources to do so, pregnant. <laughs> and that's a quote-unquote miracle, of course, according to the <laughs> doctors. And, and now they have two kids. And I just got this same news from another, another client in doing this work. Allowing yourself not not to like the idea of being childless or, you know, without your own biological child or whatever, but that you can actually entertain the thought. You can actually think it. You can actually get to the place where 
again, you're not jumping up and down with a smiley face going, yay, it's not going to work, but you're like, okay, I don't want that, but I could be okay with it. My life could still be okay. That's the non-resistant place. Mm -hmm. That's when you open up to your desire. I'm recalling the story from my colleague, Abigail Steidley, who worked herself into one of those points of exhaustion, so much so that she couldn't do anything but lay down. I mean, she was so overwhelmed, so exhausted, she was physically incapable of keeping it up anymore. And as she laid down for five days, everything happened. Everything that, well, a lot of the major things that she'd been working on so hard for so long started popping in like magic once she stopped trying I really think there's a, a lot of power in this, even though some people might have trouble understanding or trusting it. It's, I think many of us have experienced in our lives. In fact, this is why so many creators have frustration that the stuff they don't care about too much happens really quickly and easily. Exactly. And, and it's the burning desire, like want to have a baby type stuff, that um, takes forever because of the different energy behind that desire. Because it's a resistant energy. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to – and everybody's had the experience. That's, everybody's had the experience when they gave up, something cool happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the trick in our culture is the giving up because well, you can't give up. Yeah, because, hello, we celebrate it. I mean, Pinterest right. is filled with inspiring quotes to make sure none of us ever give up and yes <laughs> right never give up right but now, and i see them too and i just i'm like mm, well i'm coming at all this in a very different place it's giving up you know the the most powerful thing that i can do very often that I, my experience is i love to go skiing and i still don't it's still something for me to go skiing. I, I go every week, but I still have a little bit of internal debate of, okay, well, I'm not going to work because I go midweek. I don't go on the weekends. Too many people. Um, and it's like, well, I should be working. I should be doing this. I should be. And yet every time I allow myself to go skiing or to go on vacation or to do something fun, on the back end, all those things that I'm consciously working for, I go to my email and, oh, there it is. There it, there it is. is. Oh, there it is. Totally I think I got it. the invitation from you to do this call when I was skiing. <laughs> like, oh, there it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Drew, I'm going to ask you one more question before I wrap us up today. Guest 13 wants to know, um, all right, they, they say, I've been living out of my car for six years. I've been unable to manifest enough income to get a place to live, although you could consider a car a place to live. Um, that was me, not guest 13. Uh, it goes on to say, I know you can have bad days in a nice home, but having a house is better than sleeping in your car. What can I do to manifest more money? It continues, I work full time, but only make enough to live out of my car. I am writing an ebook and a few other projects, but no results yet. So the essence of the question, Drew, is what can I do to manifest more money? Well, that's one way to look at it. What What I heard in that, and I'm doing a little bit of tuning in as I'm listening to the question. It's about the money, but it's the vibrationally, it's about I don't want to live in my car. Mm -hmm. Which is, Mm -hmm. we we can look at that and say, well, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. And, of course, you want to, this is the essence, you want to get away from that. 
But vibrationally, if that's the approach, if you want to get away from something, and it could be the living situation or the financial situation, but vibrationally, this is, <clears throat> that's the approach that I think is going on here. It's what, you you to, just used a phrase I really liked, I've never heard before, when you said resistant energy. That's that kind of, that's what we're looking at here, right? Well, that's what you, that, that's, you, that's, if something isn't manifesting, that's what's always there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I know and this if one. You're, if you're trying to get away from something, then vibrationally, that can't work out for you the way that you want. It's a very slow way to go about it. I'm in that myself right now, also on the topic of money, Drew. Last year, I was sick and tired of making the same amount of money every year. It's, it's been the same six-figure number for – I got resistance around it. My, my inspiration for a seven-figure income didn't come from, whoo, seven figures would be so cool. It mostly came from I'm so sick and tired of making the same amount of right. money. <laughs> resistance so energy. If you can put out the desire, well, yeah, I would like seven figures, and here's why I would like it, and here's what that would be like. And you yeah, notice that difference. from a place where there likely, there likely aren't fireworks going off. <laughs> right. And magic bunnies <laughs> coming out everywhere going, way to go, Jeanette, way to go. It's just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be cool. Next. Yeah, 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 yeah. So get it. I hope that made sense, guest thirteen. Well, in, I, in that in that question, I'll just to get back to that. If if the approach is in terms of not getting away from something, allow yourself to be okay with whatever thought that you have that you don't really like. Like, what if the thought were, and I'm just going to blow this up. What if the thought were? I'll be living out of my car for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not a thought that you're going to like very much. But if you can get okay with that thought, you actually spend time where you get okay, and you, what that means specifically is in thinking the thought and playing it out, you notice that you connect to a feeling of relief then you've done your job. Because once you hit the place of relief and you've let go of that thought in the way that you were holding it before, then you start to rise. I, I That's get how it, this too. works. You know, I actually suggest, I had a girlfriend who had been, she, she'd been struggling with weight loss for most of her adult life and she engaged me for coaching and one of the things I said to her was to consider that she might be at this weight for her whole life that her weight might never change so how might she go about enjoying life at this weight and she fired me <laughs> that, right. she hated that thought so much she never talked to me again no at yeah. least as a coach and it, I think it affected our friendship too but that's I, I was very unsuccessful in getting her to – I like how Barbara says it in chat room. She said, we're, t we're talking about really getting okay with what is. Yeah. 
You just you're getting okay with what is, and in being okay with what is, then you're not resisting what is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the original title for this book, by the way, and I'm just going to mention it. The original title before my editor kind of took me this route, but was um, the fantastic power of fuck it. I hope you could publish it with that title as well. Could we have two titles? I probably could because because that's what it is. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to let go of pushing here or pushing there or pushing, trying to get out of my car or trying to get that million dollars or trying to get the perfect body or trying to Mm -hmm. fuck it. Let those ideas (laughs) stop pushing and trying to get them. And then imagine... Uh. Allow yourself to entertain that that the thought of having what you have now and being okay with that. Because then you walk through your life in the the most non resistant way that you can. And then as you're non resistant and you have desires that come up, well, we all know and it is true that once you have a desire, it is it is done. It is ready. It's just waiting for you to vibrationally get up to speed with it. And when you're not resistant to whatever that desire is, well, that's infant, instant mm-hmm. manifestation, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it, Drew. This is really powerful stuff. So any final thoughts you want to share with us? Well, I think we've we've yeah. covered covered uh, just about everything that I can uh, think of in terms of what the the key points of this is uh, this book and this conversation and and I really do appreciate the opportunity to be able to articulate these ideas um, in a longer form. So I you appreciate what, it very much. You know what I love, Drew. I love that. Your whole book is the key point, that this isn't just one step that someone could maybe skip in the chapter, that it's impossible to miss. The spotlight that you have given this subject is impossible for a person to miss who picks up your book. I'm a huge fan of your work. Thanks for spending us, spending time with us this morning. Drew Rosell, you can find him at VeryCoolLife.com or DrewRosell.com. You can find Let It Go on Amazon. Um, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I think I'll leave this recording up on the on the talk shoe page so non-members can catch the recording for the next week or so, Drew, um, because this feels like the kind of information that the more hands it's in, the better. So thank you again, my friend. Sure. I got one more thing that I just remembered. Oh, um, sure. If, if people are interested in the kind of channeled coaching that I do, um, if you if you do get the book. Um, I'm actually hosting a free call. It'll be uh it's on my website. It's next week. So you have some time, but it, it's an opportunity for people who are interested in this to actually get coached on any specific issue you have, just like Abraham does on the hot seat, but again, kind of a, a little different vibrational um background. The rock and roll version. <laughs> yeah, the rock and roll. Like you hear, you know, I swear and, and things come out like that. And it's very direct and it's not so, um, it's just very clean and very direct because that's my vibration as well, but also fun. So if anybody was interested in that call, it'll be February 24th. Um, 
if you get the book, if you go to my website and sign up for my newsletter there, uh, there'll be details given to you at the appropriate time as to, to how to do that. And you can ask any question you want. It's a lot of fun. Right on. You are a rock star. Thanks again, Drew. I'm looking Thanks, forward Jen. to talking Thanks, with everybody. you on the 24th. <laughs> cool. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.